where I talk to performers about the clothes they wear. Um, a while ago, this started off as a podcast where I was mainly interviewing comedians about what they wore on stage in order to be funny, in order to feel comfortable, in order to get the most laughs. But recently, I've changed it up because I want to ask other performers and creatives the, what clothes they wear to express themselves. So that's why I'm super excited to have today's guest, which is Buto the Warrior, a DJ, promoter, activist, <laughs> podcaster, style icon, and member of the Jiva Collective. How are you doing today, Buto? Thank you. I'm grand. What a welcome, man. I feel like I'm fucking winning a Grammy or something. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. Um, how are you? I am very good. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Um, first of all, first ever DJ, and I absolutely love bangers. I love yes. tunes. <laughs> you make a, I love a, the a lot of bangers yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that means a lot. I'm like, that's the clip that I'm going to use for the promo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get this promo material in. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited because you have awesome style. And like, I noticed from one time I was sitting outside University Cafe <laughs> and I was with a friend <laughs> and you walked past in like the coolest outfit ever and you shouted at me, hey, sexy bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually like controversial. Like I've, I keep on every time I, I, I tell someone about you, I have to be like, oh, yeah, like that's my friend. But then like, let me tell you this story. Like I call her this because of this. So, so like if you do explain that, I'm not kept calling you in the in the street. But then. Uh... Oh, no, <laughs> it was then... it was not that vibe at all. It was yeah, more yeah. like because I always post on social media, like I'm such a hot bitch. Like it's like what I call myself so it's like you saying that was like and then I was with somebody and they were like wow, wow. you know everybody in the West End <laughs> that's the thing about this place isn't it like everyone well we kind of all like have like everyone is linked somehow yes 100% and you're part of the Glasgow club scene but you're also part of a really cool collective that I mentioned earlier yeah. um it's Jiva and the cool thing about Jiva is that it started as a club night which was a journey around the world celebrating freedom of movement through sound doesn't that just brings me joy saying that I just feel like that's such a positive vibe I know in it it's actually like it's a positive vibe because it's actually like not a positive th a positive thingy that started the party night or like yeah it's a party night because like we've like we rarely do it in clubs because we don't mm -hmm. want it to be a club night we just don't want it to be like kind of like a party um but then it basically it's like it's called that like freedom of movement th like through sound because it's actually like uh there's no there's no freedom of movement for like most uh immigrants that come to this country and i was affected by that so it's kind of like i was like yeah like i i've been to a lot of places and all that but then like i feel like there's no freedom of movement in this country so like let's mm -hmm. just celebrate freedom of of movement through sound so that's what that's how it all began and and it's just stayed like that the whole time just like whoever i want it can be a brazilian night it can be whatever it can be an african night it can be a scotch night it can be an electronic night but then yeah 
that's the whole idea. It's kind of like having freedom to move within our sound, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I can see that you've done your research still, I can hell. <laughs> <laughs> I I did because you know what? Like I it's important. <laughs> like it's really important to respect the people that you are interviewing. Um yeah. but like you know some a lot of the things that I know about you I actually know from like following you on Instagram and seeing all the exciting projects that you've been up to and one of the things that really caught my eye was that you um you put on a party for new year at sub club yeah. and that was a live stream yeah tell me about it weird times instead of being in a club when we're putting on like live streams in clubs but yeah mm -hmm. that was like one of like I suppose one of the most exciting projects I've done, even though if it was like during lockdown. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like it was, yeah, like if you watched it, it was just like, just so different. And that's what we wanted, you know, like I went to the guys and I said, I've got the people, I've got a team and I wanted very diverse lineup. Um, and I wanted to showcase like everything that I listened to within that 12 hours. So we managed to get like quite a lot of like big acts still. And that has managed like, yeah, that's, that was a very positive, probably one of the biggest projects that I've done in entertainment. Uh, but it was really positive. I met a lot of people and it's just opened so many doors for me after that. And feel like the party is deserving of where it is always going. But yeah. It's really cool. And, um, the project itself was awesome um but in sort of relation to my podcast and like what you wear when you're DJing do you find that with certain gigs you feel a pressure to dress like in a certain way like if it's like a really big gig or do you just kind of wear whatever you feel like on the day um so like personally for me like <clears throat> clothes are like or attires or anything that you see me wearing is like it's never planned out and I can wear the same thing for a week and without realizing or I can wear different outfit every day without realizing I think it's mainly how I feel I wake up in the morning and yeah just whatever I feel like wearing that's what I might I might turn up in a suit I might turn up in a jumper suit I might turn up in a boiler suit I might turn up with a we big weird hat or something it's just a form of expression at the end of the day um and that's what it is for me and yeah i just never plan it an attire but then i suppose i've never really had like that many exciting events except if it's like a wedding you know what i mean like rustland we're buying a whole tuxedo you know what i mean <laughs> but then having said that because now like everyone like everyone is like looking towards like forward to like their best gig and like I was talking uh -huh. to my friend who's a designer, I was just like, I really want like a sick something. And <gasps> yeah, like I really like, I want something that's just like colorful and bright and just hope that the day, the first day I have a gig is gonna, I'm gonna feel like it. But then, yeah, that's, that's basically it, to be honest. Like I never plan things, but then just like music sets or DJ sets, I never plan anything. Same as what I wear. But yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. So, and you, like, do you just kind of like wear like cool outfits all the time? Because like your Instagram is just filled with really cool style. And like, I noticed you had these like orange dungarees, which are really awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> My friend actually made me those, you know, like, yeah, like most of, um, yeah, most of the things are just like charity shop things you know um but uh i'm I, I don't know if i would say like i'm or probably i am like i just grew, i grew up in a house where it was like i had like i was the only male in the house you know um growing up like i was there was never like i just got taught to wear what i wanted from a young age and like i think from me and my sister talking about it i think from like the age of like we can remember we, we chose what we wanted to wear so it was never like we didn't go through like or oh, oh, you're wearing this today you you like literally we'll wake up and our uncle will be like what are you wearing today 
and that was the question it wasn't like you are wearing this so i think it's kind of like it really it's it that's why it doesn't it just comes natural to me and like most of my family are really stylish like my mom my mom's sisters my grandma my great grandma um, my great grandfather was called scotch because he was really fashionable like he used to like uh farm with the scottish like when they came to zimbabwe and like they used to uh gift him like the you know the scottish tartans yes yeah so like they would they would come over all the way to zimbabwe and like to see him and then they'll bring him like a scottish tartan and then like he would have it tailor-made so like there's pictures of him like wearing like really swagged up really nice stylish scottish tartan and and i think that's where it comes from like it's just always been my family and some of my aunties are stylist in london and she's the one that brought me up so it's kind of like always been there really that's so cool the fact that like your great you was your great grandfather yeah yeah would wear like tartan suits that's so cool yeah. um it's cool that you know you said that because a lot of the time with performers like the the clothes that they wear on stage do like match um what they're doing it's interesting that you say that you know you don't plan your outfits and you don't plan your dj sets like how how does that like feel do you ever feel nervous or are you just kind of like you just go with like your gut feeling um to be honest yeah like i suppose it's, it's never like before i kick you i i always feel like a bit nervous it depends where i'm playing or what i'm using to play or what the occasion is but then i just i just know how to make myself comfy in environments if i go to a gig i don't drink so like probably like just go straight to the kitchen and ask for a cup of tea and give them like my tea bags or something just something to make me feel like i'm at home and then that takes away the nerves and if i'm playing 30 minutes before the set i'm probably alone i don't want to like be interacting with people um and it's never like i've never really felt like oh i don't know what i'm playing or what i'm wearing therefore it's going to be a disaster i think there's like i think i think being creative and being like really fluid is a helpful thing so like and i think i like i try and champion that to be like well let's go and see what we're going to play let's go and see what we're going to wear so it's like just not just not planning things and just letting fluidity do its part i suppose but yeah so does that mean that you don't um you're kind of the same person all the time like day to day from when you're walking down the street to on the stage like there's no pretense you're just you and you go up there you're you there's no like putting on of like a mask or you know like uh, no not really like like honestly I, i think it was like a cautious decision that i made to like live uh very what do you call this i chose to live a very transparent life i suppose so it's like yeah like the clothes you see me wearing is what i'm probably wearing cooking in my kitchen um the music you hear me playing is what i i literally play in in my lounge so it's basically like i'm just extending myself to the public but then nothing changes like I don't of of course it's like DJing is like an act do you know what I mean it's like a the, like mm-hmm. I consider it like almost like a theatrical act do you know what I mean I just like I look at it in ways that I've got more to improvise with it's like to me mm-hmm. every time I'm DJing it's like an improv like but then that's probably because I come from a, a theater background so like when I got really into music I was like ah so I've got like I can have like 10,000 songs and create a moment <laughs> that's a good improvisation material so i just took <laughs> that and just took it into music that's so interesting that you treat djing like a theater performance um did you used to do like performing then in like theater before you became a dj or was it that your family um were actors um so my grandma was is a multidisciplinary like creative but then she did actually teach music and drama at one point when we were in primary school mm-hmm. um but then yeah when i moved to scotland i joined the drama group and that's 
actually before that, even in high school, I used to do drama, but then I just never, because it used to be such a, almost a masculine thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the boys done drama was so masculine and I just didn't see myself in them and I just didn't fit in. So I think I just let it go. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I got to Scotland, I was like, oh, what? Like you can go to a, a club and like audition and go on tour. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like this crazy ideology that I, the opportunity that I've never had. So it, it comes from both myself and from both my ancestry, like my grandma being like a teacher. And I mean, she still writes poetry till today. So like, I definitely probably get it from her. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and if you feel like DJing is a performance, do you feel like you have like, this power over the people that are watching you when you DJ? Like, what's the relationship like between you and, I want to say the audience, but you know, the ravers, basically. Yeah, the rave, the ravers. Uh, do you know what? Like, you, you definitely, like, when I'm performing, I want to create a relationship. And it's up to me and the audience what the relationship is, you know. Um, my opening songs are, often songs which kind of like disperse the crowd it's kind of like really weird I'll, I probably like a jazz song uh, or something that I would have edited and put on like some dub effects but then it's always going to be like something that I want to find a connection with it's going to be a song a spiritual song or it's just going to be something that's going to be different you know and I think performing is all about finding a relationship and a common ground within your audience do you know what I mean and like when I'm in Glasgow, I, I would play like Afro House, I'll play House. But then it on, it's not a Glasgow set or performance if there's no electro or something, do you know what I mean? So I always try and like find something that people can relate to in my performance. Even if I come and play all Brazilian music, <clears throat> I want to finish the set and someone be like, ah, I related to that. Do you know what I mean? So like if someone, if someone doesn't relate into the whole play or the whole performance, it's almost like, what was I doing because everyone is looking for connection and if they're in a club and they're playing spiritual music and they can't find the connection then I'm not delivering the job do you know what I mean I'm not doing the job but then that's how I look at it anyways I'm they are looking for connection and a good time and it's up to me how joyful and how memorable and how much of a connection we have like I want to like play on a Friday and I want to not play in the same city for another month but I still want to like walk or hear someone being like, oh, but I still remember his set. Do you know what I mean? That's making a connection. It's like, it's up to the audience what the connection is. But then as long as if the connection is made, then I'm happy to play and go. That's so cool. Um, You made me think of like with comedy, often what, performers do like in in their kind of like longer shows is start off with some relatable material and then go go into like go into like more I would say like deeper stuff you know like and then but it seems like you do it the other way around you like start off with the with their like the different vibe and then after that you kind of like go oh well yeah yeah some electro i like (laughs) Like to like start with what i want to play do you know what i mean and if the room Mm -hmm. is not engaging with that then it's kind of like we can compromise but then (laughs) i don't like to start with just giving the people what they expect And it's like, I love that. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to do what I want. And then if you get into that, then we can see what happens next. If you like it, we might change it and put something you like more. <laughs> I feel like what you're describing is something called having self-worth and self-esteem. Which... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, like, I'm really like, I'm... I'm really grateful of how like I was brought up because it really like like the way I play or the way that I dress up is probably it shows my confidence or my self awareness, and it's just an important thing for me for people to know their self value. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't you can't be in this business without knowing your value. Like you can't be in comedy without knowing your self value. You can't be in music without knowing your self value because people just take you for a bum and you're just not get gonna get paid. Wow. 
So that confidence, um, do you feel like the clothes you wear and um, how you are when you DJ, it just re- actually reflects how you feel on the inside? Absolutely, man. Like, listen, like when you come to like a gig of mine, what you're going to get is literally the spiritual level that I'm on on that day. If I'm like buzzing happy, I can guarantee you half of the room is going to walk out happy because it's just energy. You know, like music is waves at the end of the day. It's just like waves. It's like, how do we manipulate this wave to like influence your mood? So it's like, it's like an instrument. It's like being given like power <laughs> over it. It's like, it's, it's insane. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's being, it's like almost being given people's emotional power for like two hours or an hour and the, or if you're if the people are open it's like okay let's see where we can take this because there's i just believe that it's just energy music is energy it's waves and waves affect our our feelings so if if we agree on that then it's kind of like yeah like it's the, the set has to affect you somehow so it's like you you and the people watching you dj the ravers you're kind of entering into an agreement and when they come onto the dance floor, they're kind of saying, hey, we're here. And then you kind of like, you're in the agreement and then you just kind of share this experience together. Literally, yeah. It's all about sharing the, the experience to me anyways. Because when I go to a gig, that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like I want to know did, whatever gig it is, if I'm going to like a slow tie gig, if I'm going to a house gig, if I'm going to, to see gigs, it's kind of like, what, what do you want? What, what agreement what am i signing up for if you're coming if you're coming to a, a, a house party you know what you're signing up for if you're coming if you're going to see a comedian like different comedians in your like sector you know what you're signing up for and and that's kind of like what i feel happens when we are playing like this sets like people in the dance floor are like literally like being like there's because there's vulnerability like there's vulnerability like especially on my part I feel vulnerable when I'm playing my music. I'm sharing, I'm sharing like things that I only play maybe to myself, and now I'm sharing that with an audience. So it's almost like I'm giving them my vulnerability, and they're giving me their trust of emotions. That's really beautiful. Um, and I guess because you are dressing as yourself and you're yourself on the stage, that means you're even more vulnerable. Many performers will put on a costume or a mask. And so when they're on stage, they're sharing a persona or an altered version of themselves, but you are sharing you, what you listen to, what you believe, your energy. How do you feel after a gig? Like there's no... Like, there's no other feeling. Like, first of all, like, probably, like, at times, like, I don't know what I'm playing in a gig. Do you know what I mean? And so probably, like, the first 15 minutes I'm alone. And then after, like, 15, 30 minutes, I can start seeing people. And maybe someone might come up and be like, oh, what what's the song that you played after your opening song? And often I'll be like, if... I can tell you the opening song, maybe, because I'll probably have scanned the room and be like, ah, oh, let's open with that song. Let's see what's, ha- what's happening. But anything in between, I probably don't know because I'm like, I feel like I'm in, I feel like I've taken cocaine or something. Or th- maybe that's what I hope people feel or people look for when they take drugs because that's what I think I feel like. Because I just like, I lose memory and I like, I'm in this dimension of my own. You know, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a, there is a cool feeling when like being like deep in the show, whatever that may be, of like pure escapism. And I used to drink and, you know, take other substances and now I'm sober. And weirdly, you know, I can go to clubs sober now and have that shared experience with the DJ and the people around me. And even though I'm not on anything, I still feel maybe not 
quite to the extreme. To the extreme, <laughs> yeah. It's not as intensified as as exaggerated as being on a drug. But it's still there. So it's like it's funny that um, drugs and things, like if you, if I was just to take an ecky and go into a room by myself, mm-hmm. I would not have the same experience than if I was watching one of your DJ sets. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You know, like at times, like we joke when we're like doing my gigs and we're like, oh, like we we don't have people that take drugs. Uh, but then it's kind of like because at times we've had like you know like it's the rave scene at the end of the day like people take drugs like we can lie about mm-hmm. that but then the ones that i've seen people trip like have bad trips you know mm-hmm. and i'm just like shouldn't shouldn't have taken that pill before you came to this show because it's like people really take music lightly you know like afro house and jazz music and like the music that is made from Zim is really spiritual things, you know. And like, like fair enough if you don't believe in it, but then if you come to the space without like doing like a research, you can, you can, you can, you cannot have a good time. And that's the only time I've seen someone not having a good time was, yeah, was when they had taken something and were just playing some really psychedelic things and were like, yeah the music would have taken you to that level alone. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. But it's really um, interesting. It's really interesting. And like, yeah, well done to you for being sober. It's like, I think like drugs are such a big problem in Glasgow and in Scotland, you know, like people don't talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's really weird because I don't drink too. And like being in like a social environment in Scotland or in this country is like it just makes it a bit more awkward. <laughs> like, Do you feel like people people sometimes have a problem with that? Like you know that they're, they're kind of like, why are you not drinking? You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people feel a bit insecure. It's like, oh, but then like, why are you not? Why are you, why are you not drinking? It's like, because I, I don't drink. I don't want to drink. So it's kind of like. It's one of them things, like my friend is texting me because he's coming to record. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of like people, you know when someone has got an insecurity and they like push it on you? It's like, it's the same one like you're, you're, when I'm wearing something that is different that someone doesn't feel comfortable wearing and they ask you in that way, in that manner, it's like, oh, are you are you wearing that? And it's almost the same as like when you're not drinking in a rave. It's like, oh, but you're not you're not drinking, or or are you taking something? And then it's like, no, no, I'm not. And then like people like really get, yeah, people are not used to that. But then like, I just I just want to see people enjoy music and to be better if everyone was sober. Because I think that's the that's the future of raving, you know. That makes me feel so happy to hear you say that as a DJ. Um, because you know what actually like really helped me with being sober was going out to a club sober. Like that's cause that was the one thing that I was worried I might lose, you know? And I was like, and the fact that I went to this like night, I went to a few different nights, you know? And yeah, I just, I felt that experience, that shared experience with me and the DJ and, and my friend, I just go with like one person to the rave normally. I'm like a, I like going with one other person See, to feel safe. Thing. That's the thing with raving. Like people like, I think when you're like new to raving, people go in like tens, 20 people. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like I have spent the last probably like easy six years raving on my own. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, you just, of course you meet people but then it's kind of like it's just a different experience when you learn to rave on your own and there's something that connects you more because you're more engaged you're not like checking on your friends like oh do do you like this tune yeah fam it's kicking off in it but then like you're just like literally looking at yourself and being like do i like and like you know like i when i started raving on my own i started raving like more because i then knew which rave ticked my boxes like that dj gets me to that position and 
and it's just like this carefree thing. But then there's like a community of a lawn ravers, like lawn ravers. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's actually like so funny, and like. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I love this. It's not even like it's not even like I used to have like we used to have like a WhatsApp group when I was living in Somerset, and like um, we would text each other, you know, like just we didn't know each other like personally, but then it was like this lone raver family where we would like check up, be like in Bristol, be like, yo, who is in Bristol? Who is coming to Bristol tonight to this rave? Or if you're in London, you just you know what I mean, like, and then if you're going to a festival, you just text this group. Um, obviously, I'm not on it now. I'm playing now. <laughs> but, uh, oh, you've progressed yeah, from Lone Raver to DJ. That's the trajectory. I love that. Yeah, we've graduated now. But then there's just something about Lone Ravers. And if you're someone out there who is a Lone Raver, don't feel awkward. Just do you. Like, don't don't feel awkward. And like, I just feel like I just think like rave parties are like, well, from my experience, I might be talking from a a privileged space here but then they are they're safer than most places do you know what i mean um i've been to parties where you see like a man being like a prick to someone and like people are just quick to be like don't do that and like you don't see that like in a just a normal in a normal bar do you know what i mean like you don't see that like people just like turn a blind eye on it but then like the raves that i've been to like most of them it's like, yo, you know, if you act stupid, you're out. Yeah. And there's no bullshit. Yeah, there's no bullshit. <laughs> and just, it just makes it more safer for the women. And it's just like safer for everyone. And the environment is just more enjoyable because there's no one being a cunt to someone else. That's a good way of putting it. Very to the point. There's yeah. nobody being a cunt. Yeah. like Repeat. <laughs> like, it's just, that's the, but we need more spaces like that, you know, like sober spaces spaces where like people can come and not feel harassed where people can come and wear what they feel like wearing like i do and not feel mm -hmm. like they are being judged or anything and as long as if you're doing it for you then like just do it, it? so you mentioned that you kind of wear the same clothes um as you do like day to day when you DJ, um, did you ever like wear like specific rave clothes? So like for me, like I went through a phase of just wearing like jeans and a vest because I knew I was going to like sweat like fuck, yeah. you know, jeans, a vest, trainers. Do you have like a ra an outfit for raving that you might not wear DJing for like practical reasons? Do you know what? Like um, I used to, <laughs> I've got this fair cut. It's like I bought in a charity shop, but then like uh, it's really big and like I, I feel the cold. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, when you're raving, you spend a lot of time, like, outside or wherever. But then, like, you feel like, I, I, I used to wear that quite a lot, but then it's not practical. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, I dance. Like, I'm not one of the ravers who go out and just chill. Like, I dance. So, like, after, like, 15 minutes, you're sweating. But then, like... You're thinking, do I want to give these guys like another two pound for them to keep my jacket? And like, if I show you now, it's like muddy because you just put it down. You're like, nah, I'm just going to put this jacket down and let's dance. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like this really nice fancy jacket, which is like minging. But then it goes out. It goes out most nights because it's like, it's still practical when you're outside. Uh, and I used to have like, um, you know, the, the bum bag. Yes, um, yes, yes. Perfect. Yes, to have the bum bag. And my, my, my friend John used to have like some wee fucking Ibiza glasses, like green ones. And uh, <laughs> you'd be in the front. I think there's a, there's a picture from Heidi's Instagram where it's like, I'm wearing like this long trench coat in, in Bristol Motion and it's a warehouse. And it's like pegged. And I was like in front. And I'm like dancing, like I'm like going for it. And like everyone is like, who is that guy wearing that long trench coat and fucking throwing shapes? <laughs> trench coat in the rave. That is yeah. a new one. I'm going to be doing that. I've got a trench coat. I'm exactly. going to do it. Take it to the rave. <laughs> and fur coat in the rave. That's so funny. That fur coat has like seen the whole of like the it's UK got, club it's scene. Got it's everything. like got. <laughs> yeah, it's literally got everything. 
But uh, yeah, when I'm raving, I'm later. I like to just go with my phone. Um, obviously, I'll just get a bottle of water inside. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like lighter, my phone, and a scarf. I often have a scarf, and I would wait like this, or I would wait on my neck. But yeah, like nothing too. I didn't have like I didn't have you know like back home like in in South Africa or Zimbabwe like like raving is such a big thing and like people would wear like dickies from from top to bottom you know like a proper like the cold mapansula or the way like converse so like there will mm-hmm. be, be like segments of people with some people would wear like converse some people would wear dickies from head to toe whoa it's like dickies like the workwear brand yeah like which you have merch you have jiva merch that's on why a that's why it's meshed that that's why it's meshed with that because <gasps> like it's like a long running history in the rave scene in in southern africa and that's funny because dickies has just become very big like here in the uk just in the past like f- five years amongst like basically I want to say like Glasgow uni students. I yeah, see it's a actually lot. mad. Like you know, like Dickies was not a big thing when I got to Glasgow, because mm-hmm. like I used to look for Dickies. Like I used to look. I I I I used to go to JD and be like, "Do you have Dickies?" And like Dickies do shoes. You know, they do shoes which look like all stars. Yeah, I've you, never heard this. You're blowing my trust mind. Trust me, yeah. Dickies is the dog's bollocks in this business. Like they've got like this this all-star looking shoe but then it's actually dickie's shoe and it's got instead of the stars it's got like lines in front it's just like so much better than the all-stars and it's so much better to dance in than the all-stars so uh, you know what dickies need to pay me still i've just advertised for them <laughs> you have. so in the rave in Zimbabwe, would you kind of like look at people's shoes and kind of say, "Oh, they're wearing dickies. They're cool. They were in Converse." Oh they're yeah, yeah. Cool. It was almost like uh, a rivalry thing and like almost a class a classism thing, you know? Because like you look, you get to a rave or to a party, and like if someone is wearing like dickies from head to toes, and like Adidas was almost like uh, you know a cheese boy, like this. Yeah, like Adidas and Nike was kind of like a suburban, like yeah. Uh, you you don't you you're not from this culture if you're wearing Adidas and like like Lacoste was a big one too. But then like you'd go to a rave and like you'd just check what someone is wearing. Like if they're wearing like a Cavell or they're wearing a Dickies or they're wearing an Ulster, they better have some moves on them. You just don't wear you just don't wear that thing. Like you you have to know how to move. Like they're often good dancers because like it's like the attire, like the boiler suits. Or like the blue trousers. Oh, yeah. It's just like a fashion statement to the core, you know, like it's almost like hip hop and Timberland. Wow. I, I That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. I just feel like that's I've just never heard that before. And uh, I, I like like noticed your your merch and the way that you kind of match workwear with like other looks and I just think it looks awesome um, uh, thank you thank you yeah and I like that. is your merch like available for like online like how how did you how did you actually go about getting and making that sick Dickies jacket with the Jiva logo on the back do you know what like it's actually insane like my friend uh I don't know if Josie still works in Urban Outfitters. Shout out to Josie. But then, like, he called me, uh, like, a couple of years ago. And he's like, yo, there's a jacket in Urban Outfitters. And it's going for, like, 10 pounds. You are going to love it. And, uh, you know, like, I just thought, Josie, you don't know what I like. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, like, you should shut up, man. And then I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll come through and see it. And then I sent it. I was like, what? I need that jacket. Uh, so I had one and then started, I think that was just when I started Jiva, you know, and and when lockdown happened, I needed money because this friend was not going to pay itself. Uh, so like uh, I called my friend Gem and he's got like a studio print working studio. And so we ended up getting like these 
t-shirts and that jacket and another like a few denim jackets that i had and we just put like the java stamp on it but it just bangs so much like you don't understand how many people ask me like how much they want to give me like day and then for the jacket and i'll definitely like try and like this sounds like so fucking futuristic but i'll try and like do a collaboration with dickies i've said it here today yes manifest i'm manifesting it right now nobody can see me but i'm doing hand gestures so i'm like manifesting the shit out of this right now this is gonna <laughs> yes, fucking please. happen yeah we I've need it because like powers. it just fits in with the culture do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it really fits in with the culture and with the brand and with my with the past like where i'm from it's just it's just one of them things it's like clocks and like these these labels which are like were made here but had so much influence in africa or like in other colonial countries they just have like something which is like interesting i i noticed that you there's a pair of shoes that like i think about a lot and it's your clocks originals and they're in like a mint kind of bluey green Ooh, and yeah. have i said the wrong shade there no, they're, they're actually like green beautiful in it, like, um yeah they're really nice um but actually like my friend i couldn't afford them but my friend works uh for clucks is like as an accountant like my best friend like for real for real uh but then so he gets me like these shoes for like yeah next to nothing so like thanks to aiden um but yeah, I really like Clarks and again it's a musical thing with Clarks. We I grew up like my grandfather used to listen to like reggae. And like we I would see like do you know what I mean like people wearing like Clarks and be like what? I, oh, that's mad. And like people there was like another like brand called Butter which used to do like uh you know like the the farmer shoes. They looked like Clarks. But then like they were really they were really nice but then they were not Clarks. So like the moment I could like fucking afford some clucks, I was like, I'm gonna wear some clucks and be cool like the Jamaican rhythms that I used to grow up listening to. And I think that's like most of my my the things I wear really related to like music or my spirituality. That's so nice that the stuff that you wear connects to that. And then sort of from that, does it make you feel really connected to yourself? You know, like when you go about your day wearing these items yeah definitely because it's my identity you know it's like this is me (laughs) like like it's me and like some of the things are like i do them to provoke people do you know what i mean like um it's like the headscarf it's like the government trying to ban it i'm just like well if more of us fucking wear headscarves what the fuck are they gonna do so like some of the things I do do it to provo- to be provocative, but then just like my music, everything, everything can be provocative. I like to get people thinking a bit. Yeah, and you're wearing like the headscarf with the cap with glasses today, and with like a lovely like floor shirt and a jacket. Oh. It's a look. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a look, baby. I've been wearing it for two days. You see what I was saying? Like I can wear something for a week without realizing it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I've been wearing this Adidas tracky top. It's not quite as cool. Yo, <laughs> I like your Adidas tracky tops. Like how many do you have? Like I know you're selling some like on thingy. I, do you know what? I decided not to sell it because I was no. just going through a really weird time. And I put it on the other day and I was like, thank fuck I did not sell that. That is legit one of my favorite items of clothing from my teenage years and I was about to sell it because I was worried because it was Christmas you know and you're like oh, I've got to sell all my stuff oh my god so, that's still mental. got it that's fucking mental but yeah like thank you for not selling those then I will see you soon when you're wearing those when you're wearing those what about you like I feel like I've talked about what I wear like like you wear some sickest things you know But you know what's funny is like, because you're saying that, you know, you are yourself all the time and like this, like you're authentic and you wear these brands that are really connected to like Zimbabwe and the rave scene. That's just, I just really respect that level of authenticity and confidence and connection to self. Like, I think what's really weird is I don't, I had quite like a, I feel like I'm quite disconnected from self. And that's why I wear 
these costumes and these wigs you know like yeah. I'm like and I'm like put them on to perform because I am putting on like a mask so I feel like hopefully over time I can get to where you're at with this kind of yeah this real connection to self I just I feel like honestly like it is actual a problem like how disconnected I feel sometimes and I, I can go through weeks at a time and I'll be one person and then the next week like I got really obsessed with like mod culture yeah you know like the the, the haircuts the Fred Perry <laughs> there's clocks there there is yes. people do wear clocks see socks <laughs> is everywhere fam <laughs> <laughs> it's worn by like Oasis fans and that gives a different vibe um but yeah, like I, you know, I feel like dis disconnected. So yeah, I'll go through like a month of being a mod and like thinking that if I have these outfits, if I have all the Fred Perry polos, I'll be happy. This is me now. And then I'll wake up one day and I'll realize that it was just like a sober trip, which Aww. I go on occasionally. <laughs> but then, yeah, like if you go through those things, maybe just, yeah, just keep the things because it feels like you go through phases of like liking things and and not liking them um mm -hmm. and like um yeah if you need like some yeah some self-belief moments <laughs> come around and listen to some music and ground yourself do you ever go camping i i was gonna pretend and say yeah like i am like an outdoorsy person no, and like i'm not. just really connected with nature but i'm like a hundred percent like city bitch yes there's uh yeah maybe the yeah like i grew up in like a rural area in it like so mm -hmm. and everyone like really started like living in flats and like within like this environment in the past 10 years but we grew up in like a farm and every holiday we got to like the rural areas to go and see my grandparents so like I think that's what really grounded me, and I just don't think don't feel bad about that persona because I think it's like an environmental thing, if anything, kind of like your environment has taught you to be this way, and my environment has taught me to be this way, and I think that's the main difference. Wow, I feel like like you came on this podcast as a guest, and you're leaving as an awesome host, giving <laughs> me. <laughs> nah, nah. Don't say the that. The best really... advice I have ever heard. Like, <laughs> like... Nah, I really like your podcast, though. Like, don't don't stop. Like, you've been smashing it during this lockdown, and uh, actually, like, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Tell me when you're performing, because I really want to come and check it out. Um, I think I last seen you. I think the last time I seen you, I was with like fucking. Uh, are you gonna have Larry Dean on, by the way, or am I spoiled? Yeah, like you had. I was with Larry Dean, and that's the first time I met you. I think in the, at the stand. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know who I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna like try and like reach out to people. Um, yeah, let's reach out to people. Yeah, if you want to reach out to people, <laughs> reach can, out. You can reach gonna out. Gonna reach people. out on Instagram DMs. That's how I reached out to you. Thank you so much. And when are you next gonna be gigging? Um online or doing radio or real life rave i suppose well when is this coming out i've got a radio show tomorrow so i'm, I'm oh cool um, um i think in like a few weeks time i'll get it edited and yeah and nice out well, out by then i would have the other radio show be out so <laughs> so yeah let's do that and then what else are we doing we're trying to plan some parties for the summer i'm doing a few festivals um uh, what am I doing? Riverside Festival, and I'm playing back to back <gasps> uh, first month for the after party, and that's almost sold out. So buy a ticket or two if you wanna come with your friends. And we're playing. I can't say the other one, but then I'm playing. I'm actually playing Boiler Room. Uh, playing but boiler every time room. you say it, I'll breathe it again. <laughs> <laughs> every time you say it, I'll keep breathing and more. Say it one more time. Literally. 
Butcher the Warrior is playing Boiler Room <gasps> for this land tent. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, <gasps> That's fucking cool. What are you going to wear? You don't plan it, but what do you <laughs> I don't <laughs> what are you know. Wear? You know I know what? you don't like... plan it, but what are you going to wear? Tell um, us now. Dickies. That's actually mad. That's actually mad. I know I'm probably I'm probably going to like uh listen, if anyone is out there and they've got like some cool clothes that they're making it like send them to me. <gasps> yes. Ooh, I, I, I want to wear something local, if not African. So I don't want to wear a big brand, which I rarely ever do, really. Like, um, uh, but uh, yeah, my friend uh, who done the match for Jiva, he's probably mm -hmm. gonna do a T-shirt for that because he, he we talked about it and he said he would like to do something for that. Um, but yeah, if anyone else wants to make me something, I'm here and. We can get your product to be seen. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what I'm wearing, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> something cool and something that you choose in the moment and something that is authentically you. Yes, Beautiful. that's it. That's it. Uh, but yeah, more regular parties for the Jiva and then starting something, yeah, something new this summer and then new residencies. Uh, but yeah, that's it really. Like, yeah. Thanks for having me over, awesome. by the way. Awesome. Thank you so much. And anyone listening, you can check out Buto the Warrior on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also check out Jiva Glasgow to see some really sick parties, radio shows, and all round good vibes. So definitely check it out. Clothes, clover, gum, stuff. Clothes, clover, I can't get enough, no. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. I can't get it.